0: This is a ThunderDog podcast.
1: One of the first things that uh, made me giggle was, uh, you're a gentleman and a scholar.
0: That is my <laughs> first one as well. Oh, I'm
1: sorry. My yeah. mistake. No.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that was a woman, actually. Yeah, uh,
1: probably a smoker. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. That is my number one quote oh, as well. Oh, it's,
1: it's a good one.
0: It's a good start, for sure.
1: All right, so if you don't know already, we are talking about uh the classic sitcom the office
0: yes i'd like to welcome everybody to michael scott gives me social anxiety that's right i'm brad and i'm evan and we'll be your host today yeah
1: and probably forever i hope so and this is the podcast where we talk about the office and how awkward it made us feel
0: yeah the amounts of social anxiety michael scott gives us
1: oh just the just the secondhand embarrassment that he imbues on the world
0: just re-watching this show in the moment of my life that i'm actually watching it in Uh it's like i can feel true anxiety i feel like i can't watch this i am actually cringing on the inside yeah it hurts when i was first watching this back when i was a kid and stuff i never felt anything like that at all Mm -hmm. and then now it's like
1: well because now we have our uh, own like professional experience to some extent yeah where like oh if someone was acting like that in my workplace, I would probably die.
0: That could not happen. No, in a workplace, definitely today. not. Like, especially like the
1: the fake firing. No,
0: yeah, or, never. Oh, I would. That's
1: a lawsuit.
0: Yeah, no question. And they
1: do get into lawsuits yeah. eventually with Oscar.
0: Yeah, for sure. Which is a nice little thing. Also, yeah. very interesting for when that happens. I'm interested about all the different characters they introduced in episode one. Yeah. They didn't introduce Toby, though.
1: No, they didn't. They mentioned
0: HR. They did, but Michael Scott also mentioned it in a more positive, not positive, but in a go to HR. Yeah. Like, talk to HR. I'm not sure if that's positive. I'm actually trying to think that is not positive, but.
1: But I feel like in future seasons, he'd be more like, you know, I would never send someone to Toby. Yeah,
0: exactly. (laughs) There's no, there's no fate worse than death than talking to Toby. Yeah. Oh, Toby. Toby. Toby has a special place in my heart. Yeah. No question. Well, I mean, the episode's called Pilot,
1: because we're on Season 1, Episode 1. Okay. Starting fresh. It's called Pilot. Uh, Nothing too crazy there. Season 1, Episode 1 of The Office, American version, of course. Of course. Aired on March 24th, 2005. Really? Yeah. All right. So this uh, plot summary is written by Mystic80. The premiere episode introduces the boss and staff of the Dunder Mifflin Paper Company in Scranton, Pennsylvania a documentary about the workplace. Are these just random people saying this? This one's anonymous. Uh, Michael Scott is the regional manager of Dunder Mifflin, a failing paper supply firm in Scranton, Pennsylvania. Also working there are Dwight Schrute, assistant to the regional manager, Jim Halpert, a salesman, and Pam Beasley, the receptionist. It is Ryan Howard's first day as a temporary worker, and Michael makes a day of showing him the ropes of the office. Meanwhile, Michael's boss, Jan Levinson Levinson Gould, Mm -hmm. visits from corporate in New York City to tell him that the
0: branch may be downsizing. I guess it is failing. I guess it is a failing paper company, isn't it? Yeah.
1: I mean, the whole show, like, they're firing people, they're closing down other branches. Yeah. And yet, somehow, Scranton is successful.
0: Yeah. That is the overalls. granted yeah, is successful. The underdog's tail. Yeah, for sure. I, I guess I never realized that this episode actually had elements of everything. This, yeah, this company is failing. This is a bad place to be, a yeah. bad place to be working. Because one, it's boring. Two, it's going to be out sooner than later with yeah. technology, as we'll see in later seasons. I guess I didn't pick up on that. So when that review was like, a failing paper company, I was like, fuck you, review. <laughs> How dare you say that? Talking I, shit. Yeah, spoiling I guess that's right. it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But
1: no, it's it's true. Straight up, they're already getting into it. I love this
0: episode.
2: Yeah. It was Surprisingly.
0: A good episode. Yeah. We always like in previous conversations we've talked shit about the first season. Yeah. But I was rewatching it and like actually looking for things to talk about. I'm surprised with how well it actually how oh, well it actually introduced the show Yeah, like yeah. as a whole with Jim yeah. and stuff and
1: it it introduced you to at least some of the characters mm mm-hmm. um it introduced like i think pretty much everyone in the main cast got a line at least like Kevin got a line Oscar got a line Stanley Phyllis Angela Toby didn't No. who cares about Toby?
0: Toby didn't. Creed didn't. But Creed was there. You could see Creed in the background. Mm -hmm. Something I noted and thought was interesting is that Meredith... Someone's sitting at Meredith's desk, but it's definitely not Meredith. Oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah. Meredith isn't there for sure. There's an older white-haired woman Mm -hmm. in the meeting when they meet. Yeah, there's a
1: couple random faces.
0: Yeah. But
1: those are the people that get downsized
0: soon. I think so. Potentially, because... I think we'll find in the next episode that Meredith just appears and we and Kelly wasn't in the first episode. Either. She wasn't. And then we know that she's in the second episode. Mm-hmm. They introduce Packer. They introduced yeah. Jan.
1: Yeah. Fucking
0: Packer. Like he's not even a character.
1: He's known no, not at all.
0: He's there like once three times a season. Yeah. And
1: that. he might be worse than Michael Scott.
0: It was making me think that like there's actually history and continuity to this show Yeah. with Michael being Back when he's a salesman instead of the regional manager. Mm-hmm. And Packer was his friend there, right?
1: Yeah, because he says that he's been at Dunder Mifflin for 12 years. Four of which have been as the manager.
0: Which is one of my major notes is that he's been manager for four years. Yeah. Which is...
1: <laughs> and he's still acting like this.
0: Yeah. And I never realized that he's been manager for so long before Yeah, this. I don't know what I thought, but like I knew he was a salesman before. Mm-hmm. Which I love how they demonstrated that Michael Scott is the best salesman like ever right, first scene, Michael Scott's supposed to be a salesman, not the manager, yeah, he is a great person that can like somehow charm and like sell and confuse us, but like we all love him kind of oh thing. yeah
1: he's he's a very charismatic person at times, mm mm-hmm. and then other, but he also has such problems reading the room, yeah, with just like how people are reacting to his jokes and when does it stop.
0: That's where the social anxiety comes in. Yeah, exactly. Like, no question. Um, Yeah. Because it
1: takes a level of awareness to to know when your jokes aren't working, right?
0: Yeah, and when to stop. Yeah. When to stop is a huge thing in, like, social settings and social cues. I guess that's what this podcast is really about is, like, those social cues. When do you stop? When? Oh, God, it hurts. Let the
1: record show we are not psychologists.
0: No. (laughs) At all. Yeah,
1: not at all. But we know when... Uh, things hurt due to cringing.
0: What's interesting is that not oh, Michael's not the only one who's the cringiest person in this episode. Yeah,
1: no, just the way people treat each other like in that office hurts.
0: Mm-hmm. No question.
1: Like they all lack that social awareness. Like Roy doesn't realize how much of an asshole he's being, and like obviously Michael doesn't know when to quit making jokes, and Dwight he has his own downsizing.
0: Yeah. I haven't talked about dying since in my interview.
1: Like. <sighs> I we're going to get
0: into Dwight.
1: Yeah. I guarantee it. For
0: sure. But like. Something I thought was interesting about Dwight is that he pokes Jim on his right shoulder. Yeah. Jim turns. Dwight's on his left.
1: That's prank number one.
0: Dwight played a prank on Jim. Yeah. I don't. I can't remember another episode where Dwight plays a prank on Jim and it's. That isn't violent of some sort. Yeah, but like, can you can you think of one?
1: Um, I know that he always has like plans, right? He always like wants to take Jim down somehow, mm. but it's usually in like a more professional way. Like, I'm gonna get Jim fired. Yeah, rather than like I'm gonna put his stapler in Jello.
2: Yeah, because sure.
1: Dwight doesn't deal with the pedantic shit like that. Like, he doesn't want to just make Jim's day worse. He wants to ruin Jim's life. He wants to get Jim fired, wants to make sure he can't get hired anywhere else. Yeah. And he wants to be in control. Whereas Jim's just like, I'm bored, I'm gonna make his, the next fifteen minutes of Dwight's life kinda kinda worse. Yeah. Like there are other staplers in the office. He doesn't have to use that specific stapler. Yeah. It's not the end of the world.
0: Yeah. Dwight has Dwight has his certain way of doing things. But mm. I think you hit a note there that Dwight is looking for power. Oh. And 100%. that kind of thing. He is super duper loyal to Michael. Yep. No question. And you can see that. Can you see that in this episode?
1: I mean, he definitely wants power like in that conference meeting when he's just like, I give you my permission to,
0: oh, to announce yeah. The... yeah, and he wants to be Michael's second in command. Yeah. Um join the loyalty and the the, the
1: assistant regional man- manager versus yeah. assistant to
0: the regional manager. Which is might be one of the biggest one of the biggest. Like ongoing because, yeah,
1: yeah. like neither of those positions really exist. Yeah like from corporate that that doesn't mean anything mm-hmm. like that is just there's Dwight's... no pay raise there's no benefits to that job and yet Dwight is so laser focused on it that even when he eventually gets manager he offers other people assistant to the regional manager mm-hmm. even though he knows that means nothing cuz he's been doing that yeah. for the last 10 years yeah yeah i finished the finale literally this morning yeah and now i'm back on episode one again
0: for this show starting fresh which is good i'm wondering about the major beats of the office that it didn't hit and if i can think of them right now i don't think i can
1: so there's a lot of stuff to look forward to obviously like we're getting a lot of like seeds of where the plot's going to be going Mm -hmm. like the jim pam roy the downsizing those are kind of the two main ones. The the Jim-Dwight rivalry, I suppose.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: Those are all sort of planted now. And then, I guess, also Ryan
0: being the new guy. I can't think of a beat of The Office that this thing didn't hit, but I feel like there should be some.
1: Um, It didn't hint at the Dwight-Angela relationship at all, mm-hmm. but that doesn't develop for a bit.
0: No, and that's more like, it so, It hints at the main one, Jim and Pam, yeah. and like the aspect of love in The Office through mm-hmm. that, for sure.
1: Obviously, there was no Kelly-Ryan relationship because Kelly wasn't there. Yeah. I don't think that's ever necessarily a main factor. It's always kind of just like a side thing. To be yeah. Like, all right, are they together? Or are they apart? I mean, if they're in both in the office, they're together.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Or, yeah, it just depends on the type of character. Because there's yeah. definitely tiers, right? Yeah. Of, like, here's the main characters. Michael, Pam, Dwight. Jim. Jim. Yeah. And then there's...
1: And then there's, like, the Stanley... Phyllis, Mer- Meredith.
0: i was not even sure if I put those... Yeah, them... Uh, Meredith and Creed, I feel like, are on a bottom level. Yeah, Creed
1: that. is definitely bottom level, because, like, Max, he gets three lines an episode. Yeah. But they're always great.
0: Yeah. You like Creed? I like Creed. Okay. <laughs> I noticed a couple things. Okay. Stanley is the only one standing in the meeting. True. Which... Is very interesting to me. because Yeah, like, very
1: opposite to, his, to the character they develop.
0: Yeah, for sure. Because he's always the one that's sitting. Always sitting. But yeah. like, and just doing a little crossword. And I love uh-huh. that. When they're talking about the Jell-O. Yeah. And they go over to, to Jim's computer. Number one, oldest dang computer in oh, the yeah. entire world. You know, it's,
1: a, it's a square it's not 16 by 9
0: yeah it's like wild 2005 like we were alive then
1: oh, oh. yeah like they didn't people, they didn't have cell phones yet
0: really mm-hmm. like
1: they might have had like a flip phone but
0: what an excellent time to have this yeah be a show
1: watching it now like imagine
0: michael scott he'd
1: be losing his mind
0: an office remake that'd be kind of cool they've
1: talked about it yeah i know yeah. i know that it's been i think uh is it actually in the works i don't think so I think it would be interesting, uh, because the finale is like a where are they now type episode. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So I
1: think they kind of ruined that concept. Mm -hmm. Like, they couldn't just do it again. They'd be rehashing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alternative universe. But I I think they could easily do something. Yeah. Especially since they put it in the context of, this is a documentary that we are showing to people. So, like, Mm -hmm. the audience within the Dunder Mifflin world would be interested as to where they are. Mm Mm-hmm. So, obviously, we are, too, because we're making this
0: show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, clearly this this operation, this business, is something that is interesting enough to get a documentary yeah. in this world. And, obviously, it is because everybody loves The Office. Yeah. What a, what a clever idea for a show, too, eh?
1: Yeah. It's just, like, the simplest, most overlooked sort of thing, like, a boring office. Yeah. And they're just like, yeah.
0: And even the camera people as characters, or the cameramen, or the yeah. cuts. The cuts itself, the editing, the... Oh, yeah. You're watching a TV show. You don't think you're watching a documentary. But uh-huh. then once you realize that the, the cuts are supposed to be like, this is showing their story as a documentary, yeah. the documenters like, become a character because they decide where those cuts go. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of interesting to think of them as a character. Yeah. Especially with the interviews. Most of the time, the people are receiving the questions, and they sort of repeat it back and then answer it. yeah. yeah, yeah. So you have to assume that the people, interviewers, ask them those questions, mm-hmm. right? And that's what moves the story along. And also
1: just like how pervasive they are. Like, they're everywhere. Like, maybe not in this episode. Uh, actually, this episode included. Like, they're filming Jim and Pam's interaction, like, through a filing cabinet. Mm-hmm. Like, you can see the framing is like, there's a whole bunch of file folders, mm-hmm. and they're like, peeking through that to see the front desk with Jim and Pam. Like, yeah, they're already showing, like, we're getting more than they think they're showing. Showing,
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So, like, the fact that they do that more and more throughout the show, I think, is interesting. Like,
0: yeah, especially they're...
1: towards the end when they're like, wait, you got that? Like, what?
0: Yeah. Because, yeah, they get some weird shots. They get right? some
1: very personal things.
0: Yeah. But even sometimes they'll use, like, camera footage from, like, the office security cameras uh-huh. and things like that to add it into the documentary. Or they'll
1: have, like, GoPros while the characters are driving rather than having, like, a full cameraman in the in the seat
0: yeah
2: for sure which they do
1: also have on occasion Mm -hmm. but then sometimes it'll just be like a gopro so that both characters can be in the front seat
0: yeah or sometimes they'll be driving and then they do an interview outside the car like when a flat tire happens or something so i guess you have to assume that they're driving in the back or something yeah they would have to be or in a car following yeah that's what i meant in a car following whatever
1: uh but like looking at it through a media industry person perspective like they're probably breaking some like code of ethics rules (laughs) As to what they're filming. Yeah, for sure. Um, but at the same time, like, people do that in documentaries all the time. Like, they overstep their bounds in order to get the juicier story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. But, but like, if you look at it through, like, if this was my life, like, I work at an office and we're filming all of this, like, that's kind of terrifying.
0: Yeah. There's going to be an episode where Michael takes off his mic. Yeah. And you don't hear anything from him. Yeah. So you have to assume that all these characters are already mic'd, and that's why you can hear them from They, they sort of
1: break that... Uh, sort of wall in, towards when Michael uh, leaves. Like, towards the last two seasons. Oh, do they? Where, like, they'll mention the mic packs, and, like, he'll take his mic off. But then, like, even... I think they mentioned in an episode, like, oh, yeah, we have parabolic mics. Like, we can hear you from far away. Like, even if you take the mic off, we we can still get that. The
0: documentary people talk? Uh, yeah.
1: Towards... In the last season, they do.
0: I For some I, reason, I remember them comforting Pam. Yeah. About something.
1: Uh, I can... Yeah,
0: Oh, I think I know. But also, yeah, yeah. We'll talk about that later. Yeah. But also that sometimes they'll show the people footage. They'll show Jim and Pam footage yeah. that they caught of them kissing when yeah. they first start dating.
1: So, like, this is, I think this is maybe less about the pilot episode and more about just, like, An overview. looking forward. Like, it all starts from here. Michael Scott's balding. Yeah. In oh, this that, episode. That was Hardcore. My, that was my first note. Just Michael Scott's hairline. Yeah. Oh, my God.
0: On his right side.
1: Yeah, he's definitely balding. And, like, I think maybe beginning of season two, he gets, like, hair plugs or something. Like, just kind of say, like, oh, hey, Michael, you look great. And he's like, oh, yeah, haircut or something. Some sort of minimal thing like that yeah. where they, they like, acknowledge. The hair really sucks. <laughs> the the hair it?
0: is one of the most important aspects of this show. Like, at Jim's least...
1: little, like, whoopies. Oh,
0: my God, it kills me. The hair in this is absolutely important because once the hair starts getting good, the show really hits its stride. Yeah. And, like, not that it's not good now, but we've had discussions about how season one's the worst season ever. Yes. And you have to trudge through it to get to the good season where the hair starts getting good. Yeah. I think the hair represents not the quality of it, but the meaning behind the show a little bit. Right now, it's, like, a little rough around the edges. Michael's balding. Jim looks disgusting. Pam is frizzy as balls. Uh-huh. Like,
1: Oscar looks about the same.
0: Yeah, Angela's Angela's nice and kept. Yeah, Kevin Kevin has a little more hair on his head too. Yeah, um, it's like it is that kind of like British, kind of mm-hmm. like I don't want to say grimy or anything, but like it, more it, real, like yeah, it realistic, feels natural. Feeling. It doesn't yeah.
1: feel like these people had hairstylists that worked on them and then they go to work. It felt like these guys woke up, had a shower, combed, maybe tossed it into a ponytail or a bun if they have enough hair. And went to work. Yeah, it legitimately feels that way.
0: Yeah, went to work at a paper company. Yeah, like, and that's nice because that's what the documentary is. It's super cool, like that. It's going to be a switch again. Yeah, where the hair shirts getting good, and that's when it becomes a comedy show.
1: Yeah, talk about Kevin has I think one line in this whole episode, mm-hmm. but he has a like a normal voice.
0: Yeah, much deeper,
1: like than his. He usual. doesn't have the the goofball sort of drawl to it.
0: Yeah. The longness in his words. Yeah,
1: where he, like, extends, like, he's starting sentences and having to think about how he's finishing them mid-sentence. So, like, words just come out slow. Mm -hmm. I don't want to say he has some sort of mental problem, but they do imply that throughout the show.
0: I think Kevin surprises you. Yeah. I think people think things about Kevin, but Kevin isn't those things. He's a simple man, for sure. But he also has expertise in a bunch of things. He's in a band. He's won the World Championship of Poker. Like he's just weird in those kind of ways.
1: Yeah. Oh, the intro to Dwight is him like muttering "Little drummer boy," but like a metal version.
0: I noticed that as well. One, he's hooking up his phone. Yeah. Which I don't ever remember him seeing him do that again. No. Nope. Um. But yeah. Like. Doo-doo-doo-doo,
2: doo-doo-doo-doo.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like oh man, is it metal or is it? Just I don't white?
1: know. I think it's just Dwight. Yeah. But it, like it hits a little harder than classic.
0: That is actually also the first time Jim looks up and stares at the camera for a long time.
1: Mm -hmm. Jim is kind of the audience analog a lot of the times.
0: Yeah, for sure. The normal person.
1: Yeah. Like, he knows how ridiculous it
2: is.
0: (laughs) All right. So here's the twist. Here's the twist of this little Michael Scott gives me social anxiety podcast that we're doing here. Throughout these episodes, we're going to make three lists. Three. Did we say? Yes. First one is going to be... More like of a yes or no. Do you need to watch this episode? Yeah. Is it necessary for plot-wise? If you're just looking to watch this show, get the plot and the main beats of the story to understand what these characters do, mm-hmm. do you need to watch this episode? Is it required?
1: Yeah. If you're watching The Office abridged, of is this episode making it or is it not necessary?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, since it's the pilot, I would say yes, it's pretty necessary. Yeah, I'd say It so sets too. the tone. It is the beginning of all... Plot lines, at least for the first little while. Mm -hmm. So I I would say yes. Yeah, of course.
0: Like we just no contest. Yeah, we talked for thirty minutes about how it's the perfect little opening to everything, right? Like much more than other shows too, right? Yeah. So yeah, of course you need to watch the pilot. Yeah. Though it is, notice the hair and notice the grossness. Notice it. It's important.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. Second list.
1: The second list was just general quality, right? Like yeah, how much we
0: like the episodes. Yeah.
1: How do we like it? We're gonna yeah. Rate it out of what? Ten? Five?
0: Uh, I think we rate them against each other.
1: Oh, right. So,
0: so to start this game off, Pilot, obviously, is both number one and the last one. Because it's the only one we're reviewed right now. That's right. So, we will rank these against each other. By the end of this project, we will have a list of the definitive which Office episodes are the best to the worst.
1: The definitive, our personal thoughts.
0: Yes. On
1: ranking... The office episodes. Yeah.
0: But as media professionals. Yes. It's quite, it's pretty legit. It's,
1: it's fairly objective. Yeah.
0: Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, exactly. With
1: some personal bias.
0: Yes. And then our final list, which is probably one of the best ones, is we're going to make a list same way as the first one or Uh the first two. How cringy, how much social anxiety does Michael Scott give us? How much, how much does he give us? And in this one, I'm going to say he's both the first and the last. Cause...
1: I mean, yeah, it's the only episode, but there's a decent amount of fucking social anxiety in here. At least for the first little bit, be one of the top ranking ones. Mm-hmm. They're setting him as the main character. Mm-hmm. So he gets the most screen time. Whereas in later episodes when more characters are involved, he might get slightly less screen time just because of how much is going on. But since he is basically number one character right now. Yeah. He has so much screen time to make me want to die.
0: Yeah, I think this episode is going to be a contender for a long while. Like,
1: so many scenes that we mentioned suck. Like his first joke is an Asian accent mm-hmm. about "oh, little grasshopper" or
0: whatever. Oh, and that hurts. Yeah, you you doing that right now hurts me. <laughs> yeah,
1: um, him mistaking a woman on the phone for a man. Yep. Um, you are a
0: gentleman and a scholar.
1: Walking up to Pam and saying, "You should have seen her years a couple of years ago." Yeah, like uh, throwing the thing from corporate in the garbage.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and oh man, just Pam's reaction. She just looks so yeah. scared, like,
1: like uh, the world's best boss mug. I found it out of Spencer's gift. Yeah,
0: <laughs> and like this episode is designed to do that, right? Is you needed a perfect amount of cringiness yeah. in this social anxiety, so much like no, uh, just secondhand, uh, just pain yeah no goodness
1: so yeah i think i think this one's a contender for at least a while
0: Mm -hmm. i think so too for top but anyway so we've decided that we've decided that yes you need to watch this episode yes it is both number one and the last of quality and number one and the last of giving us social anxiety yes
1: currently the only ones on those all three of those lists but they'll be
0: we'll see what happens next time
1: It'll be joined next week Mm -hmm. with episode two. Season one, episode two is called a diversity day. Is this
0: the first episode? Did we just complete the first episode? I think we did. That is exciting. This is the first episode of a podcast that I am playing a major role in. Yay. Yeah. So yeah. Uh,
1: Thank you for listening, Mm -hmm. tuning in. Um, If you got this far, congrats. Mm -hmm. Sorry about rambling about, uh, episodes that we haven't watched yet yeah. technically
0: i'm worried about that but whatever
1: um but you know when there's only one episode to talk about it's hard to divorce it from the rest of the show mm-hmm. especially when we're so
0: familiar with it yeah for sure but and the the point of this is to set up the rest of the show yeah
1: but yeah thanks for listening share with your friends who yes. at the office uh share with office meme accounts on instagram
0: yes please do there's a lot of them (laughs) there's so many and we need to be a part of them now
1: yeah i hope we get featured on there where can they find us um we
0: haven't created any social
1: accounts yet but check the description of this podcast for our socials i guess
0: yeah we'll figure it out we'll
1: figure it out and then uh yeah rate us on itunes because you know we're a little baby podcast right Mm -hmm. now so ratings really help us uh climb the ranks yeah more people can discover us. More people will love us.
0: Mm-hmm. And once we start getting into major list making, we will like we'll need some help.
1: Yeah, it's true. I'm going to want to hear we, what people say. We want to know what you think. Yeah, how cringy are these episodes? Yeah, like in a
0: good way. Of course, the best cringe.
1: We are coming at this from an adoring stance. When we say cringy, we don't mean bad. No, the intention is for us to cringe.
0: Yeah, we mean like the it's a feeling I feel inside of me. Like I need to tense yes. up right now. But that's like, I've never had a show do that to me before.
1: Yeah. So, the, the point of media is to get an emotional reaction from people. Exactly. So this show's main emotional reaction is one, laughter, but two, ooh boy, that shouldn't be said. Ooh, ooh boy.
0: boy. Yeah, exactly.
1: So we definitely want to hear from you. How uncomfortable did Michael Scott make you in season one, episode one?
0: Mm-hmm. Let us
1: know on our socials.
0: Uh We'll talk to you soon. Yeah, you'll
1: hear from us probably next week, I guess. Yeah, sounds good to me. Uh, I'm Evan. I'm Brad. See you next week.
0: See ya. Thanks for listening. That was a Thunderdog Podcast.